Hello and welcome to Fertility Talks, the Therapy Fertility Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Van Medin. This week, I'll be speaking to Sarah, who, after receiving a diagnosis of endometriosis, chose to preserve her fertility through egg freezing at Therapy Fertility. So you had a laparoscopy in, at when you were 21? Yeah. What was that like? They never really went okay. down the fertility because they were just treating me for endometriosis. Mm. I didn't really want to hear it at the time. I didn't seek that information out myself, but I'm glad that I have it. So for anybody else, I would say just get a test done. Be a bit curious about your health. If you hear the sentence, you know, it might affect your fertility. Get curious. Don't just take a one-liner. I think I knew two girls that did IVF, Mm. but no one my age Mm. talks about AMH testing, Mm. talks about FSH or, you know, your ovarian reserve. I would love if this was more like public knowledge for mid-20-year-old girls. Yeah guys I think it's so important and that's the main thing no regrets exactly Mm. because I would be kicking myself if I could have done something Mm. and didn't but thank you so much for for coming in it's it's great to meet you in person after kind of chatting back and forth yeah um so let's let's go back a bit because just to get a bit bit of context as to why you're here you were diagnosed with endometriosis in what year 2016 officially okay and what age were you uh 21 21 was my very first surgery so young enough but I knew I had it from a very young age because I had symptoms so it was just the official diagnosis Mm -hmm. because that's how you get a diagnosis laparoscopy surgery so yeah 21 and from what age were you experiencing symptoms I'd say 15 15 Mm. 16 like young from the get-go I knew Mm. well like I didn't know at the time but I just thought that was a normal period just to be in crippled in pain, fainting, missing days in school. No, not normal. <laughs> so, yeah. And so that that went on for 6 years before you actually got a got a diagnosis and yeah. Like people around you were people around you kind of saying, "Oh, you you might have this or did GPs tell you, your family, you know, what what was your experience because like that's you know, you're going through enough as a young teenage girl. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then to deal with that incredible ongoing chronic pain. Yeah, yeah. Like, 16-year-old girl anyway in school. It wasn't a good time anyway. Mm. But it, it runs in my family. There's a few of us that do okay. have endometriosis and other kind of fertility problems. So mm. there was a few kind of family members being like, oh, you know, you might want to get seen by your GP. You might want to get into the system now earlier rather than later. Um, my own GP sent me for a referral in the Rotunda. But they they wouldn't see me, sixteen year old girl. They wouldn't see me, so they just put what me. What age the will they see you at? I'm not quite sure, mm. but for me, I got fobbed off. I got put on the pill and put on the long finger. And that, yeah, typical. But I think for a lot of people with endo, that's a yeah a common thread is Asher go on the pill, you be yeah. friend. Go yeah. on the pill, I suppress your symptoms. And what I think it's seven years to get officially diagnosed with endometriosis. For a lot of people, like it takes a good few years mm. to actually get diagnosed. So. I was one of them but I'm glad I did get diagnosed in the end so you had a laparoscopy in uh, when you were 21 yeah what was that like scary Mm. (laughs) scary but then on on the good side I was so happy then I was so relieved I was like oh my god this isn't in my head like I have a full official diagnosis Mm. this is brilliant I can go from here I can get treatment Mm. um the surgery itself they found it in four different places so they removed it from those places and then I was okay for I'd say two or three years they gave me the coil at the same mm. time um, and that did you know it, it helped me I was pain free for a lot of that so you know I'd say the surgery was a good thing you know getting 
an official diagnosis. I'm getting pain free for three years till I was 24. Okay. And at what point did the thought come to you or did someone say to you that this might affect your fertility? Yeah, they, they never really went okay. down the fertility because they were just treating me for endometriosis. Mm. And, and on the flip side of that, I don't think I would have wanted to go down that conversation as a 21 year old. Mm. I'm like, I'm here to talk about my endo. I'm not here to be talking about fertility. So they would throw out statements like, you know, endometriosis affects your fertility. Mm. And I'd be like, yeah, okay. But that was it. It was like a one, one sentence, mm. one go into depth of, does it affect, you know, miscarriage? Does it affect how I'm going to conceive? You know, um, they would just say yeah. it affects fertility. Just say yeah. it. Done one sentence, done just it. They, yeah. they tick their box. They and at what point did that start to kind of, you know, register with you? What What age were you when you kind of started thinking, okay, maybe I'll have a look at this? Yeah. So I was 25 and mm. I went back for my second surgery. Mm. Um, and I actually, I still pretty much had my head in the sand. I was totally just focused on getting my endo treated. Um and being in a bit in denial of yeah you know mm. it's going to affect my fertility but I'm grand with that I'll, I'll mm. figure that out when I want to have kids we won't go there yeah cross that bridge when we get yeah. to it kind of thing yeah. exactly yeah um but it was my doctor actually it was the consultant and she was like do you mind if I get your AMH tested mm. your ovarian mm. reserve and I was like yeah sure go on what harm and yeah. then a few days later she called me and she was like it's half of what you, it should be mm. um are you thinking of having kids mm. and I told her I don't know just outright because I I'm on the yeah. fence I still don't know yeah. Yeah. um and she just said you know you can't wait till you're 30 let alone in your 30s mm. so I would prioritize having a baby in the next year and I was 25 going 26 the next month and I was just with my boyfriend for a year and a half <laughs> and what <Yeah. laughs> what was that like being told you gotta do it now yeah it was like having a gun to my head I was like oh I, I need to figure out if I want a child now at 25 in a new relationship that I've never lived with them and yeah it was COVID we hadn't even gone away on holidays and I'm like oh my god I have to figure out if I want a child now and did you immediately have a discussion with him yeah about that up. okay straight away <laughs> god love yeah, me. yeah yeah um very supportive and we decided no like that's it wasn't right no it's not right I'm not gonna be pushed into decision um it's not right I don't want to be told to have a kid just to have a kid you mm. know um if I want kids great fantastic I'll do it in my own time but it very much felt like a gun was to my head mm. do or don't this mm. is your time um so we had another discussion me and the consultant and she said well you know you can't freeze your eggs okay and I was like oh there's a second option <laughs> why didn't you lead with that <laughs> yeah. so that would have been great information had you ever kind of heard of egg freezing before? No, not really. Okay. Not really, no. Yeah. And like, I, I knew it involved injections and I knew it involved medication and I knew, you know, kind of what you see on TV, but not actually what was involved in it. Um, so it, it was kind of scary, but I was like, that sounds way more doable, feasible. Than having a human child. Than having a human right child. Yeah. yeah. And also telling someone with endometriosis to go get pregnant is like catch 22. That's mm. not easy either. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're like one hand you're telling me it's going to affect my fertility and then the other you're telling me go get pregnant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was So much when you kind of, you know, landed on maybe egg freezing might be a possibility, did you kind of start looking into it immediately? Um, It took a few days because I was kind of reeling with my AMH results. Mm. I was going down Dr. Google rabbit hole of what does this mean? Mm. Looking at different graphs. Where do I fall in this graph? Oh my mm. God, I have the AMH of a 40 year old. Mm. Am I 
totally like in the doghouse fertility wise and then I was really upset as well because mm. I was totally blindsided this was my first information of fertility um and I wasn't really expecting it to be as bad as it was it took a while and then I decided okay I'm going to reach out to a few people that I know that have gone through IVF mm-hmm. um through work or through family or anything sure. like that got a few personal stories things like that and I was like okay this seems you know doable freezing the eggs it's, it's doable yeah so I decided okay right time to make an appointment and go from there and did you immediately come here did you kind of shop around no no (laughs) one it was the cheapest two I thought you know it's a new clinic Mm. there they have nothing to prove to anybody Mm. they you know there's no bad reviews because I was getting mixed reviews from other clinics from other people just personal anecdotes and I was like okay I'm gonna do it worth a shot yeah worth a shot what do I have Mm. to lose you know it's a consultation with the nurse I might see the doctor Mm. maybe a few tests here and there I'm going in with my full history my AMH blood work yeah let's see what the land lies Mm -hmm. yeah so you came in you had your nurse consultation first did you yeah Yeah, with Ruth lovely lady I know yeah and um did you have any further testing done here or did you bring in your previous testing yes so as well I brought in kind of just like my own history of mm-hmm. my endometriosis and those kind of notes but I also I had the blood work for the AMH but they did the blood work again and they mm-hmm. got the is it FSH yes F-A- yeah FSH mm-hmm. done and then other kind of blood work so they had a really good picture then combined with my history mm-hmm. my scans they got an ultrasound based on scan as well sure um and the AMH that they were like okay right this is this is what we're working with and then did you come back to meet uh dr kennedy or? yes yeah. i did and oh my god i was so scared going in to meet him the first time because <laughs> i am so used to being fobbed off by doctors like properly fobbed off and i remember leaving there going he is such a lovely man and that's such a bad descriptive word but he's just a lovely man and i remember laughing in the consultation with him as well and i was like i actually feel really listened to really cared for he didn't try to like sugarcoat anything and he was just really direct so yeah that's what I love about him like his, his honesty like yeah. even if it's not good news he'll he'll till still tell you straight but yeah. you know he'll be kind about it yeah rather than yeah getting fobbed off and I think especially women with endo or PCOS or you know these kind of conditions yeah. you're so used to getting brushed aside or your pain is kind of lessened or yeah. you know yeah like that was that was another thing that struck me was his knowledge of endometriosis mm. you know because I'm so used to rehashing my whole life story my mm. whole history mm-hmm. of this and he just got it straight away which was brilliant um didn't fob me off and you know he was really honest I had to do the egg freezing twice um, and you he told you that up front from the get-go he said yeah. look I'm not gonna lie this isn't gonna be a one-stop shop you're gonna have to probably do multiple rounds of this mm. um but you know it's just how your your case is it's just mm. what we're dealing with here mm. and it just depends on how you respond to the medication you might go really well we might get loads of eggs the first time around we might get really lucky but we'll do it once we'll review and then we'll see where the land lies okay. so yeah we got eight the first time but mm-hmm. could only use five and then we got 15 the second time but could only use 12 so i have 17 altogether so yeah that's a good number. that's a good number it's I'm a really good number that. yeah but their eggs so I might come back and do a third one just to mm. bump it up before turning them into embryos eventually yeah, down the yeah. line what was your first cycle like I'm not good with needles okay okay so like terrified was that was <laughs> that the part that you're kind of most freaked about was 100%, the injections 100 percent. but they have like 
YouTube videos. Yeah. So instead of me watching like a makeup tutorial on YouTube now, or like a cooking <laughs> video on here watching how to inject And you're yourself. probably like, oh my God, how my life has changed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally, totally changed. Um, but like, they were really helpful. So I just had them playing in the background when mm. I was doing it. Um, and my boyfriend was there and you know he was like hyping me up and we had a certain song that we were doing every night at a certain time I love and it. you know my mom was volunteering to do them I have a friend who was a doctor who was volunteering to do them I have two friends that are vet nurses that were like if we can tackle a Rottweiler that wants to bite us we can definitely inject you <laughs> it's gonna be fine so I just I was like okay I have people that I can use to back up if I don't manage it myself but once you did the first one how was it? Grant, yeah, surprisingly, Grant. Mm. I was hyping myself up for no reason because it's They're the thought teeny, of it. Teeny tiny needles, teeny tiny mm. needles, teeny tiny needles, like a little bit sore over in ten seconds, done yeah. dusted, and then you're grand until your next one the next day. Yeah. Um, I think it's the idea of it. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent, and it was fine. Like no major side effects for the cycle, just a little bit teary, grand, yeah. and totally worth it. Totally worth it. And then when you came in for your first egg collection, how did you find that experience? Were you also were terrified? You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but no, it was good. Um, I only remember I'd say like three minutes of the procedure. Like yeah. I don't remember much. I just remember Jess like rubbing my shoulder yeah. up, up the top of the bed, being like, "You're doing great, you're great. Sarah. You're doing great. yeah." You know, it's funny, um, and no matter how much you try to remember, n- you just can't. And I remember before going, I was like, "I'm going to really try to remember this because I'm definitely going to have to do it again. I want to know exactly what it is." No, nada. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like totally fine pain wise a little bit uncomfortable yeah grand they did it a second time so yeah it must not have been too yeah. bad because you came back in terms of you know having to take time off work or a kind of disruption of your day-to-day schedule yeah. did you find it very disruptive to go through the cycles or were you able to kind of continue your normal life yeah. essentially through them I worked full-time during this and okay. I did my master's part-time during mm-hmm. this so totally fine um I took some mornings off just to go for each other ultrasound checkups that Mm. you're getting monitoring your eggs so I take the mornings off and then I took the day of the egg collection off and the day after Mm. just for when any news came in or anything like that but that that was it totally went to bed my day um my first cycle was in October and my second cycle was in December so my best friend's birthday was in December so I still went out for her birthday I brought my medication with me in my bag (laughs) and that was it we went out for a lovely meal we went to the pub after totally fine totally yeah. grand so yeah not not much different the worst thing was putting the medication in the fridge was finding space in the fridge mm. that, that was mm-hmm. it so you have 15 yeah and how do you feel about that number i'm delighted with 15 i'm yeah no i i'm delighted i'm delighted with what i have but it's just the fact that it's eggs not embryos mm-hmm. and i know it's a bit of a numbers game sure so i might come back for a third one mm-hmm. um surprise dr john <laughs> i'm back uh, yeah <laughs> hi um yeah but i think like that's a great number because now i feel just i've done everything i can in mm. my power with the knowledge that i had mm. at the time i don't even know if i might even use them mm-hmm. you know but i have some there so it's it's a big relief you know instead of just saying oh i have nothing nothing no backup no nothing. and that's a thing I think you know sometimes people have this misconception that egg freezing is like an insurance policy yeah. and I don't really like that phrase because yeah it's not an insurance policy because mm-hmm. insurance you, well always pays out always yeah <laughs> usually unless you've done something wrong yeah um but it's not it's, it's kind of it's it's an extra layer of protection and yeah. hopefully you won't have to use them hopefully yeah. if you do decide to have kids at some point in the future 
it will be really straightforward for you and that would be the best outcome for everybody um no one wants to have to go through fertility treatment or assistance exactly but it's there if if you do need it yeah and I think that was part of kind of my journey as well Mm. it's not a pleasant thing Mm. to you know be told you're going to struggle yeah um but doing the process was pleasant yeah getting my results is pleasant having Mm. sound peace of mind pleasant it's yeah. worth it to get to this point for yeah. me that I can kind of close this chapter for a little while until I'm ready to look back at it and be like okay am I ready am I not ready is this something that I'm going to use yeah. is it not but I have choices now whereas before the doctor was just telling me to get pregnant yeah. you know and that was no choice for That's me that was choice, yeah. that was a gun to my head and yeah. that wasn't good at all yeah. The, yeah the whole thing I think is having options yeah um and and how like you said you feel kind of a weight off like relieved yeah 100 percent. do you think that if you hadn't have done this you'd feel very different right now about like your future and your choices in the future I don't know how I'd feel now if I didn't do it mm. but I know future me mm. looking back if something went wrong and I wasn't able to have kids I would be kicking myself mm. I'd go I had the opportunity I had the choices mm. I had the knowledge and I didn't bother you know, I, I think then I would be kicking myself. Mm. Now, I'm not wanting a child. I'm not wanting to start a family. And as far as I know, my AMH will decline as I get mm. older. So that chapter wouldn't be close. You know, I would be getting every birthday. I'd be like, woohoo, I'm 27, I'm 28. You know, <laughs> how's my AMH this year? So yeah. I think it's good that I, you know, have answers. And I'm happy at this stage where I'm at. Mm. Um so it's almost like you've given a gift to future you yeah exactly and I think that's great (laughs) it is and I think I you know that's what I love about people having options now yeah is being able to have all the information and make a choice yeah that's not to say that every person should do it absolutely not and I think that's one of the things about you know the guys in here is that they'll be really honest with you sometimes people come in and they'll kind of be sent away like no we don't actually think that's the right option for you um give yourself another year or two see see where you're at come back get another test see see how things are like it's not right for everyone yeah um but I think if it is right for you and it makes you kind of live a bit easier and breathe a bit easier Mm. that's kind of priceless yeah exactly Mm. you know and I that's that was a huge bonus for me as well is being told the honesty of I really think this is for you Mm. and even Dr. John saying you know you're young you're not married you're not long with your partner I don't think you should do embryos let's do x yeah you know like a really honest conversation with my boyfriend there beside me going actually you know great that you're here to support her but like you're not relevant right now yeah no totally because some people might be I don't know led into creating embryos and while the success of those embryos would pretend would be much higher than freezing eggs and yep. actually it is better to freeze embryos yeah for you as a person that wasn't the right thing to do at that point no. in time because you know that's putting a lot of pressure on a new relationship and that just wasn't right for you no um, but that's you know I wasn't upsold mm. I wasn't I never yep. felt like he was trying to get me in the door to upsell and get yeah, loads yeah, of money yeah, yeah the way that he phrased you know this is going to take a few cycles Mm. for you it was out of compassion of Mm. going I'm sorry this isn't what you want to hear I don't want to see you come back here for loads of times for your cycles I want you to get your results your first time around but just be prepared yeah so it is very it's very honest you know and it's lovely yeah 
What would you say to someone who is in the same situation as you were a couple of years ago? Yeah. Potentially knowing they have a condition for years and starting to think about their options. Get some tests done. Hmm. Get some tests done. Like I kind of, I take my hat off to the doctor in the Rotunda that asked me, did I want my AMH tested? Because that was the first time ever you know so mm. I was like oh my god wow I got I, I got my knowledge now I can you know I have choices now I didn't really want to hear it at the time um I didn't seek that information out myself but I'm glad that I have it so for anybody else I would say just get a test on be a bit curious about your health if you hear the sentence you know it might affect your fertility get curious don't just take a one-liner mm. of it might ask questions be curious go a bit deeper get a bit more test done take it mm-hmm. into your own hands don't rely on the doctors mm-hmm. doctors chop and change all the time your health is yours you have the responsibility for you look after yourself it's worth it yeah so yeah get tested final question um it. what do you see in your future dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> i saved the hardest one for last of course uh, oh god do you think yeah. and like you don't need to know that's that's the whole point of this you mm-hmm. know things change constantly through life do mm-hmm. you think that that you might want kids at some point I was always a firm no on kids mm. until they told me I'm gonna struggle mm. and then I was like ah it's a bit different now <laughs> and that's a really common theme yeah among people who when some when the option of something is taken away you realize yeah maybe I might actually want that yeah yeah mm. so I uh, do I want kids do I not want kids don't know still on the fence mm. um I went through two egg cycles freezing mm. I might be leaning towards probably wanting kids but just nowhere near ready for that yeah. emotionally financially stable sure. no, none of that so I can kind of see me you know Housewife, pick a fence, married, maybe a kid or two, maybe. It's the ideal. But at the same time, if it didn't happen, I can say, okay, I did my best mm. and that's okay. And I'm happy with that. And I'm not kicking myself and I don't yeah. have any regrets. I'll get a, I'll get a fur baby, maybe several. And I'll be totally okay with that if it doesn't work out. And that's the main thing, no regrets. Exactly. Because mm. I would be kicking myself if I could have done something mm. and didn't. Mm-hmm. You know, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out, fine. But if I could have done something and didn't, that's my own fault. And I will definitely have regret. And I don't, I don't want to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. So what you're saying is watch this space. Yeah. Yeah. Give me about five years time. And uh, yeah, Dr. Yeah. John, I'll be back in about a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. Um, I think it's so important to have these conversations. I think people don't talk about it enough. No I'm sure way. before you kind of went on this journey of learning and discovery, you didn't really know anyone who had kind of done this or talked about it openly. No, I knew a few, I think I knew two girls that did IVF, mm. but no one my age mm. talks about AMH testing, mm. talks about FSH or, you know, you're wearing a reserve or I got this ultrasound and this is what this follicle looks like. Yeah. No one. I, I would love if this was more pop, like public knowledge yeah. for mid 20 year old girls Yeah. and guys. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's so important. Well, we're we're doing our best. Yeah, <laughs> fighting the good fight. Keep going. Keep <laughs> yeah, liking. Yeah. 
but we need more people like you to um share your journeys because yeah. otherwise it doesn't happen yeah well that's so. why i said i'd come and i'd talk and i'd be, beat my drum and yeah 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 thank you so much thank you for having me it Yay. was a pleasure <laughs> <laughs>